You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim Hayes in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer Howe in Boston. Guys, how are you doing? Ah, I'm Sleepy. doing I'm doing pretty good. And um no, I'm 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 distracted. Why are you distracted? I've been distracted by the news this weekend there's been a lot going on i don't know if you guys have noticed there has been a lot going on and i've been busy myself busy weekend i was at a yeah. car race all weekend really yeah i was at the rolex was at 24 rolex 24 yeah little guy was at the bike swap and i uh, i believe you're moving so uh that's yeah. pretty much the podcast yeah, been, so we'll talk busy. to everybody later so we all had a lot of time to watch all the races this weekend we had a lot of time to watch all the well, races and that's that's what I'm distracted by is there was so much racing going on this weekend that I feel like it's taking away from the main story. Mm-hmm. It's going to overshadow the story of uh of the mechanical doping. It is. The racing, you know, is it, definitely going to take away from the um the mechanical yeah. engine. This and... is like finding the Loch Ness monster. This is huge. I have been on record on this podcast multiple times saying this is total BS. It's garbage. It doesn't exist. It's a waste of time and energy. And I might be wrong. I still haven't seen it. So it's still sort like of if... a blurry Bigfoot picture, but, you know. Uh, yeah, it could be, you know. What's crazy about this, so I was at the car race the other day, and I was getting really sporadic Twitter updates. And I saw a tweet from Adam Myers, and it said, Wait, a 19-year-old had a motor? How does a 19-year-old have a motor without some kind of help? And then I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I got to call Spencer. And then Spencer's like, yeah, 19-year-old Femke Van Dendrysha, Dreysha, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed nailed it. it, of Belgium, was caught with a motor in her bike. And she didn't even finish the race. Um, I guess or it was a pit mechanical. bike, correct? It could have been uh, her friend's pit I'm bike not sure. or something. You know, it depends yeah. on who you ask. So the de- yeah, yeah, the defense yeah. right now, like... the defense from her father, um, is that and from her, she's and from her, was that it was a um, it was a friend's bike that they brought to the pit. It's the uh, I saw a Vice magazine. Deadspin has picked this up. Um, they of course referenced the old Sammy Sosa when he was like, "Well, I didn't know they were corked bats. That was just for like when I put on home run hitting displays and." Why does this girl have a bike that looks like her bike with a motor? Like it's a very the plausible deniability here is not very strong. Yeah, we had uh, yeah. we had the uh, credible sources like uh, the race radio on Twitter saying, "Well, the bike had her name on it." <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. you know, the sticker. Oh, mm-hmm. that means that I since I have um, I forget the name of the guy whose name is on my top two of my road bike. I could put a motor in that, just leave it sitting around at okay. a bike race. Director, we've we've talked D-Richter. about this. Director, supposedly a really nice guy uh, and yeah. a good racer out on the West Coast. I could put a motor in my bike, leave it at a bike race, leave, 
get him in trouble. It's not my bike. It's D. Richter's bike. Yeah. So the big news of and it will let's not forget that her older brother and I know they're two separate people, but her older brother is currently serving a suspension for doping. Um so mechanical doping? No. Or just regular just the doping. regular doping. But this is this is I, new not... uncharted territory. This is stuff. Yeah. None of them did it though. <laughs> That's true. Them. None of them did did it. You're absolutely correct. Because mechanical doping, guys, is the it's the new way. And of course, they found it when they removed the seat post or the um, seat post, and um, they saw wires. And then they tried to remove the bottom bracket, and they couldn't. It was just like kind of JB welded in there. Um, so there we have it. It exists, and it apparently someone have have gone back to her race earlier in the season and timed her climb mm-hmm. up the Koppenberg at the Koppenberg Cross. Didn't go so hot. So um, you know. Is what Wait, it is. So what? Or, or it went, it went a little too hot, is what you should say. Yeah. She yeah. was 5% faster to... than everybody else. Really? Okay. Because I was wondering, you know, like in the tour, we get all the, um, you know, the, the estimates of uh, Froome, and it's always like completely insane, the power he's supposedly putting out. I was wondering if anybody had, had, had done like a crazy power estimate on her Koppenberg climb, you know, like. I haven't seen that yet, just the times. She's so putting out like Froome. Room like numbers on the Koppenberg climb. She's she's slower than everyone on the descent of the. And this is one race, so it probably doesn't matter to anything. Yeah, you know, but she's slower on the descents than most of the front runners for sure. That uh, motor doesn't impressive. help you in the tech. She's a lot. She's like average on the flats, but on the climb, she destroyed everyone. Like, all right, can we destroyed just... Helen Wyman? Destroyed like you know, and this is all like I said, kind of hearsay stuff. But, Shouldn't this yeah. um also sharpen I mean, your pitch for? It. She has to be the guinea pig here, right? Like, yeah. I can't imagine that a 19-year-old junior woman was like... U23. Well, U23, yeah, but... Brand new U23 category. I can't imagine that, like, a... Coming out of the gates hot. Like, just with the amount of money that's involved in everything, like, compared to the men's side, or even the women's elite, that this could be the... Uh, the guinea pig, right? Like, let's see if we can get away with it at the lower categories to work our way up to the the top level. I mean, that's got to be what this is. Well, I saw that that very conspiracy theory uh, floated by our good buddy Dan from Nam on Twitter, actually, right after it oh, really? story broke. Yeah, he, uh, you uh-huh. know, so there's definitely you know people in the pro ranks that are like, eh, probably guinea pig. So, well, I think part of the way they messed up is. is Supposedly, you know, the UCI saw wires, and they 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 were tipped that the wires could mean something else because she rides mechanical. Like you got to put a motor on your bike with electronics so that yeah. you have more excuses for weird wires, weird buttons, right? All kinds that of is, stupid well, shit. That's a good point. Like cause you could say, like, oh, it's this new wireless. It's the new rotor uh, electronic kit. Um, yeah, the battery the battery's in the bottom bracket, and it's sort of a one-piece built-in thing, so it's really hard to get out. It's a proprietary tool, and we forgot it back at yeah, the... Yeah, it's like a Cannondale. Back at the HQ. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a Cannondale. So it's got a proprietary what, thing. What I think is interesting about this whole thing is the, the rules that are broken uh, with this, the suspensions or the punishments they, they have are like six months to two years, or six months to maybe unlimited like depending on who you ask and you're su- supposed to also punish the team which 
which could very well be the national team or her trade team, and nobody's yeah. sure how it's going to shake out. That's a tough one with nationals. I, I heard that too, and it's hard to paint. It would be hard to paint like the U23 women's Belgian national team. Like, do they share mechanics with like the men's team or with the the women's elite team? Like, I, yeah. do they sh- like, or does she like just bring her mechanic? You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to know how that should That's go. The There's thing. no way the team is going to get punished for this though because it is that national level like think about how many national team like we saw it at louisville like katie compton's on the u.s national team but she's totally in her own isolated like chamber with well, like with her husband yeah, with but, mark leg like as, running everything as, you know as, as you may have heard on our interview with Derek bouchard hall the usa cyclocross program is not really up to snuff compared to some of these uh european yeah does the U.S. Like, team have any, like, official Euro mechanics, or do they all just bring their mechanics? I think they just bring them. So... They, they find somebody. The bigger question then, guys, is there more we need to talk about with the electronic doping? I mean, I think this is well, just going to come up forever. Like, that no, well, here's, she's here's obviously a guinea pig. Thing. She's going to get banned. Will we see it again? Probably, but I think a lot less. I think this definitely will scare away a lot of people, because it is pretty easy to see if someone has a motor, right? Like, they this can easily the test. Yeah. Like, this means that a small Italian team will be busted doping, in about two weeks. Tr- let's call it traditional doping. Yeah. You know, you could be like, oh, it was a supplement. It was a tainted steak. It was, uh, you know, this, that, the other. It was my vanishing twin. Oh, God. But, so many great doping, excuses there, Spencer. Yeah, with a motor in your bike, you can't be like, oh, I, I didn't know that was there. Like, I must have been, uh, been there when I got it. I go, oh, I don't know. So no, I just, well, and what's and what's the B sample, right? Like they look at the bike, they turn away from the bike. You say, "I request the B sample." They turn back, they look at the bike, they say, "The motor's still yeah. fucking in no, there." It's definitely there. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, Spencer, I, I just it's, it's, like, it's a hey, tough, hey, it's a tough deal. Hey, John, John, come over here and look at this bike. <laughs> is this a fucking motor or what? Oh yeah, that's a motor. Okay, B sample's positive. You're going I mean, to jail. You're I just walked down. I just walked down memory lane, Spencer, with tainted steak and uh, Chimera. The uh, Vanishing mm-hmm. Twin. Oh, man. Some of the greatest bands ever. Um, well, so I like the one I where think... you're giving it to your grandma. You need the EPO. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I, don't know. I don't know what to say to So, that. guys, I think that the, 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 the big takeaway here is that it's easy to find. Like, all they need to do is test. But this, uh-huh. this gets to the next question. On the road is the biggest problem because that's where the money is. And we still have this like, oh, that's the climbing bike, and this is the descending bike. I have yeah. to say that the UCI is gonna is gonna create a rule that says each rider only gets two bikes to start, or you get your neutral support bike, and they're gonna have the riders' names on there because yeah. there's too much going on where like someone just gets off their bike and they put it on a team car, and then that's team yeah. car three, and then they just go off a side road and just store it in yeah. Moto Man's garage. Exactly, yeah. and who's to say you know uh, Tyler Farrar didn't jump on a Derosa from some guy on the road who's got a motor in his bike? That's true. Well, maybe they tested has, the, mo- has the this motor Derosa. Theory been floated yet? Because it's possible. <laughs> it's probably. That's a good one. I like it. Well, who's to say? Now, here's here's an even crazier ass conspiracy. Say they got the motors in the bottom bracket now. Somebody comes up with a motor that goes in like a power tap hub, right? You got a big ass, yeah. looking hub. You stick a motor in there. You start on a different bike midway through the race. Oh, I got a flat. You put the motor wheel on. 
you ride up the climb. At the top, you're like, oh, it's a little soft. You get it taken off. It goes back in the team car. Boom, disappears. You know what I mean? This uh-huh. is a – so I still, like, in reading the articles that Cycling Tips had and uh, the Le Mans one about, like, the whole buildup of these motorbikes – they still didn't seem very practical to me. Like, they still seemed to like, no. oh, you need to have a battery pack in the water bottle. Like, And I know that was what was available commercially. And there's probably some next – I mean, there's some next-level engineering that's going into this. This oh, is yeah. not just her by, yeah. himse- like, by herself. Unless she's really yeah, good at science and she won the, the school science fair, which would be really awesome. There's I mean, still exactly. some well- – you know how NASA has kind of gone out of business now. Uh, you know, Virgin space programs taking SpaceX. over. Like this is this is what the cosmonauts are now doing. You know what I mean? Like they've moved on from like trying to send dogs to the moon, and they are now engineering high level, you know, motors for bikes. Right. It's way more money than dogs so, to the moon. I can't see. If, if we've any. learned anything from American flyers, it's that they can't be trusted. No, they can't. It's true. They're hairy, and they can't be trusted. <laughs> So this this segues uh, perfectly into uh, the international talk, guys. One thing that did come up is that the world is coming to Iowa City, Iowa, with the UCI World Cup being selected at mm, Jingle Cross least, in September. Do we keep the name? And yeah. I uh, no, so. I think it's going to be the Iowa City World Cup. I think that's what it yeah, should be because Jingle Cross doesn't would, make any sense at all. Jingle Cross World Cup would look pretty stupid. I got. Do they change oh, – guys, just think if they never changed the website and the World Cup cyclocross event still had the website with the cursor with the uh, you know Santa's sleigh Santa's as the sleigh. pointer. Like, yeah. That would have been – It had yeah. snowflakes that fell in the background. It was, oh, yeah. it was like, Well, it was great because every now and then your browser would like all of a sudden have a scroll left-right option because there's too many – Snowflakes to the the right or left. Um, (laughs) So Jingle Cross goes to Iowa City. So that means that we have a Wednesday at at Cross Vegas and then a Saturday or – sorry, a Sunday race in Iowa City. Um, Mm -hmm. So you do have a little bit of a connection. The Montreal race, which traditionally – which last year was going to fill that void, does not return to the calendar at all. So we have two races in uh, North America. Um, Very exciting. Um, I always thought that – Providence would be the next one to get on there because there, there's always seems to be every two years a press release on cycling news about how Providence is going to be in the World Cup calendar and they just can't get the money it seems. Well, I'm thinking maybe the uh, you know UCI official hoity-toity guys probably you know went and saw that clown show of a flyover they have in Providence and and were like no this is not happening and just like was- got back on the plane got back on the chartered UCI helicopter and took off. Never what was to be weird seen about their, what about their. I mean, because like you saw the flyovers this weekend. They, there was the wackiest, longest flyovers of all time. There's two of them, yeah. and they both had like multiple turns and stuff. Yeah, but what those was, were what awesome. Was, what was Providence? What was bad about Providence? Providence, Providence was a, a climb up a steep hill to to the steep flyover that was too steep for almost. Well, no field made it completely over like the the whole field like even the pro man like towards the back you got guys who had to run up it like it was too, it was too steep it was just stupid like you don't put oh, a fly so over a the top one. hill okay. yeah it was a riding both directions but i didn't remember it okay. okay i mean that flyover at louisville though for the world championships that thing was the green monster or whatever that thing was steeper than could all get out like that those, was really steep those so. stairs are steep yeah they are steep yeah. but at least they're 
they're usable. You know, like we saw juniors like crawling hand and knees, like trying to get up this flyover in Providence, and it was just really sad. You yeah. know, like the Cat Fours, the Cat Threes, like everybody had problems with the women's elite like only the first you know handful make it over clean and then everybody else is dabbing and it's just it's not an element that's part of the race it's stupid so anyway we there's gonna go be back crawling to our old in iowa and hear my uh, yeah thoughts on that well guys let's i know i know yeah. moto doping and jingle cross are on the top of everyone's minds but we, ne- we do need to uh get to the actual cyclocross world championships with a quick little, uh, you know, review. But basically, the men's were today, uh, elite men's were today with the U23 men. And then we had the women on um, Saturday. And mm-hmm. the, motor, the motor definitely took uh, took precedent on uh, um, Saturday. But the, re- the real story, of course, was that Sanae Kant did not win the uh, elite women's race. In fact, the elite women's race was won by De Jong. Of the Netherlands, who came away mm-hmm. with a pretty dominant win. Well, yeah, I guess, but she she kind of took a long time to get to the front. Yeah, but she's hard I to mean, say it was dominant. It was great. It was a great race. Um, I didn't think of it as dominant, you know. Oh, you didn't think so? I mean, I thought of it. I thought of it as a great cyclocross race. It was a it was a clever I, dominant move. is yeah. Dominant is like you go off okay, the front true. right away. Hers is like I screwed up. I screwed up. I mean, she was obviously the strongest rider in the race to come mm-hmm. from so far back like there was that lead group before for most of the race um and it it yeah. seemed like i only watched while, highlights Kate harris was off the front so yeah um, i feel I like, like she, caroline okay. manny was gonna win true enough yeah. i was only i only was able to watch the highlights so i wasn't oh, able to take it all you in, should thank you if if you haven't tim you should treat yourself when you have some time and go back oh, and watch a, that whole race because it was, it was one of the best races of the year the men's race today was really good but i think the women's race was better it was, better. It was, it was dramatic better. And it was one thing watching it, but even if you know that DeJong is going to win, like, like she's not yeah. in the front for majority of that race. So when she suddenly comes back, you're just like, holy crap, where'd she come from? And then she's just gone. She just, just goes yeah. straight to the front and makes him hurt. It's right. a re- yeah. It was a master class. It was a very I, Wout Van Ert sort of race. I was out of my chair. I was cheering. I thought... I was pulling for Caroline Mani. I thought she was going to pull it off for for France. It was. I did too. It was an un- unbelievable race. She did great. Like the whole race was great. Everyone did great. And All right. Well, I can't wait to go watch that. Did um, Caitlin Antino was the top placed American in eighth place. Mani uh-huh. got second, and then Sene Kant got third. Um, Ava Lechner got seventh place um, in the top ten, and Kate, Kate, Katie Compton in lo- lucky number thirteen. Yeah. So. so you guys both picked uh, Katie Compton, um, you know, I think as your yeah. winners. Or you both picked uh, Sonicant, I'm sorry. I, yeah, your, Sonicant. Your I thought Colin would win, but I thought Compton would be up there. Since you guys uh, were incorrect in that, it seems like I, I won that uh, that little bet we had, huh? Who did you think would win? Uh, Eva Lechner. But since you guys' guy, uh, picks didn't win, that means wait, you two were out. Wait, and so, so I... You- I your, wait, so your your pick your pick got seventh and our pick our pick got third. So you won. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. math you're doing. Hey, um, yeah, can we? Okay. Cool. I just wanted to make sure we were cl- we we're clarifying that it was yeah. weird math. Let's give a uh, yeah. shout out to Evie Richards of Great Britain for winning the first ever U twenty three Women's World Championship. Yes. 
That was yeah, pretty now that baller. Was a, that was a dominant performance. That was awesome. Without, without a motor in her bike. Well, <laughs> was sure it they, tested? I'm sure. It, I'm sure they oh, checked yeah. her bike. If they checked, here's, no, they checked I don't know. The they bike, said, no, they here's the thing. I, I think if they found one, I think if they found one motor, they would be so constantly like, "Oh my god, these do actually exist!" Like they'd so zero in that Evie Richards Tim, would just stage Tim, left. Tim, Tom Hopper, uh, Jeremy Powers' uh, mechanic tweeted that they came through the pit and checked every single pit bike, and that's how they found the bike with the motor. How are they so, checking? With some scanner and a the bottom brackets. They oh, they have a scanner thing. like Star Trek. No, they got they got two things. They got a scanner and they've got like a little camera thingy. Yeah. So anyway, all the, all the bikes did. Everybody's at least one bike from everybody got tested. So I don't know. I feel good about it. All right. But so U twenty three women's race was rad. Uh, you know, obviously we were all pulling for Ellen Noble, who finished in sixth place, which is pretty good. Um, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, but yeah, ride of the day, Evie Richards. So guys, I was, um, busy today watching some car races go around in circles. So I was able to sneak onto Wi-Fi and listen to our friends Crosshairs Radio, um, with Cross Shark and, uh, Taylor Jones calling live simulcast of the, um, UCI Cyclocross World Championships. And they actually kept me up to date. It was fun to listen to them. So I do know... That Voot Van Aert won the Cyclocross World Championships. I also know that Lars Vanderhaar was subject to lots of beer getting thrown at him when he was off the front. I do know Sad. that David Vanderpool for a while was the highest placed Vanderpool brother, and that Matthew mm-hmm. Vanderpool's blue Shimano shoes made a nice appearance in Voot Van Aert's wheels. Um, yeah. Other than that, I have not been able to watch it. Uh, oh, they also let me know that. Sven Nice uh, waved to the crowd, but Kevin Pauls once again out of nowhere getting a solid third place. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, not I think really out of nowhere. Little, yeah, well, not not out of nowhere, but Kevin Pauls is like the silent ninja. Like, meanwhile, you got the kids, you know, Vanderhaar, Van Aert, Vanderpool, mm-hmm. like out there battling, and then there's just kind of like Sven Nice who kind of is the the bookend to that. And then you got Kevin yeah. Pauls who's never really had his like full moment of world championship domination that's kind of just always there like just solid in third I think place. we're forgetting that like two or three years ago kevin powell's won like half the races did he win know? the world championships he's, he's not as he hasn't yeah. won the world championships i'm just saying like okay, a couple years ago there was a kevin powell's year where he won like 50 percent of the race he was you know I have the scarf. I have a Telenet Fidea scarf, uh, Kevin yeah. Powell's supporter scarf, and it's awesome. The old days. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great race today. Um, I sort of half-watched it while I was in that magic hour of the, the bike swap where you're setting up your table and you're trying to buy all the cool stuff before the common folk get led into mm-hmm. the bike shop. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're panicking, running around looking for, in my case, like vintage mountain bike parts. Um, and I was trying to watch the race at the same time. So the race was projected up on the wall and I, it was, it was, it was like literally the hardest decision I've ever had to make was like seeing a fresh table of vintage stuff get poured out and then turning and seeing like wild Van Aert attack and being like, Oh my God, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I, there's, I think there's vintage cranks over there, but there's an attack over here. I, so I saw most of the end of the race and missed the middle of the race in the beginning because I was running around trying to buy stuff. 
but I did get a broken campy derailleur oh. in that time frame, so it's <laughs> worth it. Good, good job. So if you missed the beginning, you would have missed uh, an unfortunate incident with Jeremy Powers missing his pedal at the start and almost taking himself out. Um, he recovered from that, finished the race, but I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's disappointed. Um, so I that was sad. So. Stephen Hyde uh, picked up the slack and was riding around uh, near the top ten for a long time uh, before eventually fading towards the end of the race to finish twenty third. Uh, it was a good result though, twenty third in his first world championships. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's, no, it's his second world championships, right? Because didn't last year he uh, did you DNF? last year? Thought he DNF last year. That mm, could be. Either way, twenty third is like a legitimately awesome result. Um, oh yeah, and then for having good. not done a lot of Euro racing and stuff. So. Great point. Michael Boros of the Czech Republic takes home sixteenth place, and I know you guys are disappointed because if he was just three seconds faster, it would have bumped Francis Murray into sixteenth place oh. um, as French <laughs> Cyclocross uh, took eleventh and fifteenth place with Ven- Venturini um, taking eleventh and uh, Murray fifteenth. So yeah, the body. So I want to I want to give a quick update uh, on the Anthony Clark situation. He did finish forty third in the race, which is very respectful uh, in his first uh, trip overseas. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty ridiculous. Good for him. Here's the question: Did he take the high line or the low line, though? I don't there's know. There's that we video all week of him and yeah him and Duran riding it he took the low line it seemed to be the faster line in the race but i mean maybe he adjusted took high line did he spend this it kind of go one way then go the other way he did beat jamie footage he did beat jamie Duran. it's a low yeah. line maybe what was happening during the race was actually interesting speaking of that line in particular is the the route the kind of curve into the high line got really kind of washed out and guys were yeah. losing their rear wheel through there and having to dismount a lot uh, weren't yeah. able to pedal all the way up i saw vanderpool starting to take a kind of an in-between line like he would start on the outside cut through the middle and then take the low line at the end uh across he's, the bottom so it was clever he's like he, yeah he's kind of he he's really into that tape to tape. Like everybody else, you're right, was taking the inside or just the outside. He was going far, swinging all the way back in. Maybe I, um, it worked, maybe it didn't. Vanderhaar took that that high line, yeah, the whole race, and he messed it up a couple times. But he nailed it the last time. But it was still slower than Wout. It was painful. I did. Um, Can we talk about Vanderhaar? Yeah. Wait, Tim. Tim, you didn't see this. First, we should talk about the downhill pass. And oh, I saw that. I saw a gift. First, let's talk about the fact that he made one of the most amazing downhill <laughs> passes into the barriers at the bottom, the puffy barriers. Yeah, that was like a heart-stopping amazing move. Like that was so good. And then, and then he was in the big ring, and he has that yeah. slow hop, and you could the race was just gone in that hop in his slow yeah. remount. The slow oh. remount, and I'm sure coaches everywhere were cringing. I know oh, Adam Harrison was probably rolling in his grave right now. Um, uh, is about he dead? The, about the poor is, form. Is, wait, no, wait. Is that what happens when you retire? You're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. They just bury you? Yeah. Bury, I don't think bury. I like when my favorite cyclists retire. You guys, guys, this, never you guys this is really scary. I didn't know. I thought he was just the dad now. <laughs> Maybe, Spencer, maybe, that's, you've been, maybe you've been keeping this from me. 
Oh my god. Maybe that's Kobo. what maybe somebody said dad and I thought they said dead. I don't know. Oh. But yeah, we've you know, he's been a long standing uh Yeah. So opponent the... of uh Lars Vandehar's form. Uh, mechanically not so good. Um yeah. he could have he could have lost the race with that, that remount. That could be it. Is, is, he was already kind of, yeah, it's hard to say, but he was already kind of a step behind on the run just because Wout ran faster. But I agree, that that was the moment. Like, he had a chance still. Well, you, and you, if, you yeah. watch, if you watch the video, Tim, if you didn't see it, it's... It's next, it's, like, I will be watching it There's like, point. it might, I don't even know, if you time it, it's probably not even a second. It feels like a freaking eternity. Like, the yeah. amount of time it takes him to get on his bike. It's the most yeah. painful thing because you're so hoping and you can if, get back on and at least contest yeah. the sprint. And then it's like, <gasps> hold the breath, hold the breath. Why are you still not on your bike? Why are you still in the freaking air? And that's the thing. If you add that up every single time he has to get on his bike, every single lap over the course of the race, that's a, yeah. that's a lot of watts, you know, that he didn't oh. have to expend. So, so It's too bad. He's such a good bike racer, but it's true. So after that, that performance by Van Aert, does the anybody but Voot – fan club continue do you think or should we just give well, this guy his due and say like hey congrats on winning the world championships that was pretty awesome a performance i mean i, I i'm gonna speak i don't want to speak for spencer but i've been giving him due all year spencer uh how do you feel i i don't feel like tim personally well i i feel like he's been getting his due uh from at least two-thirds of this podcast for most of the year um uh, but i do feel that with the Anyone But Woot uh, fan club being started by the Super Rookie Hayes of uh, Super Rookie Curse fame, that this pan- panned out you know, pretty much exactly how it should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he is I, now I, my I'm favorite bike racer. For an interview, so I want to be nice to him. Hey, he <laughs> seems like, I will say from what I heard and from listening to the Crosshairs um, simulcast, yeah. that the performance today was pretty amazing, especially when he came back from the crash with Vanderpool. And um, yeah. he deserves a lot of uh, credit and shout-out, and I will be the very first one to say congratulations. But I'm still a uh, Vanderpool guy, especially after hearing about the way that the Belgian fans were treating the uh, yeah. the uh, Dutch was, riders. It's a, uh, it's a very sad thing. Um, gotta, yeah, it's, it feels a little poor form, like the Belgians have been dominating for so many years, they almost don't know what to do now that... Now that they have to uh, deal with other nations playing in their game, you know. The other um, race today was the U23 men, and we have a Belgian mm-hmm. taking the top spot, Eli Iserbert. And then you have Adam Tupelik of the Czech Republic and Quentin Hermans of well, Belgium. Tim, now I know you didn't watch this either, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of drama in this race too. So I had heard someone mentioned that Tupelik actually posted up. With one lap yeah. to go? Yes. Yes. And it was so sad. It and was then so he lost. sad. He, well, he dropped about four spots or dropped to the back of the group and, like, realized it and got back on, and then he lost the sprint. Yeah. Okay. So. so did he win the sprint with one lap to go by quite a bit? Like, he cr- like did he crush it? because yeah, no one else was sprinting. Okay. No one else yeah, was sprinting. Yeah, no one else was sprinting. <laughs> so was there a preem? Like, huh. like, did, like, the... Did, I know, but uh, did the organizers say, like, hey, uh, crap, someone yeah. go to the bike shop. Get him a Planet Bike Pump. No, yeah. it was a gift certificate <laughs> to a local pizza hut. Okay. Yeah. So so he crushes it, so that, posts yeah, up. Yeah, he crushed that sprint, posts up, does the – oh, my God. It was – it's tragic. It's one of those things you, you never want to see happen. It's just 
it's not even funny. It's just painful. And, you know, you know the guy's been training all year, probably more than one year for this moment, and he thinks he has it. And I don't know. I, I, how do you tell a guy? How do you, yeah, how he do got you a silver him? medal. Tell him to come back next year. He's going to get a contract from Stybar's new team or whatever, and he'll be fine. Uh, Logan Owen, top-placed American in 13th Wait, place. Is this a thing? No, it's just Stybar will get him a contract somewhere. Like, hey, they're, all, they're all check. They're yeah. all check. That's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. I so, thought maybe you guys had some sort of secret, super secret underground knowledge about no, a we don't know secret Stybar team. <laughs> hey, if you've listened to this show playing. before, you should know that we don't know anything. Logan Owen takes 13th place, top-placed American. Now, guys, in 6th place... Philippe Orts of Spain, Spanish cyclocross, getting a little top 10 action in the U23 men's race. Have we discussed this on this podcast or not before about the top American uh, designation? We have, about how it's mean. It is mean. Why is it mean? Logan Owen, top placed American racer. It's kind of just being between Americans. It is a comp- yeah, it's a competition that well, it, it should be the shout-out. Like, hey, top-placed American, Logan Owen. And then I was like, hey, Curtis White, I didn't mention the other guys. I mean, I could have, but I don't think it's anything bad to say, like, who the top-placed American is so we all know relative where overall. S- screw you guys. I will take that one to the grave. <laughs> Logan Owen is the top-placed American I mean, I at 13th know. place. Here's why, here's why I don't like it. Brought it up. Yeah, Jeremy Powers brought it up. I mean, he could have just. But I think Jeremy Powers is no longer the top placed American. Jeremy but... Powers is bringing it up. In my well, my understanding Boom! is the reason Sing he's is that he's bringing it up as like there's a competition between them. I'm doing it as a reference. Like, hey, by the way, Logan O is top placed American in 13th place. Like, let's move on. Well, here's no, here's why 13th, I don't like it in some ways. Why 19th? Going on. Yeah. Well, what? So you watch the Tour de France. At the bottom mm-hmm. of your screen, it says yellow jersey, Chris Froome. It says all your polka dot jersey. It says Thomas Volkler. It says your green jersey. It says Thomas Volkler. It says, uh, I don't know if there's another jersey, white jersey, Thomas Volkler. That's weird. He's pretty old. doesn't matter. Combination then jersey. Says, <laughs> then it says uh, 137th place, TJ Van Garderen. Fuck you. I don't care. He's 137th <laughs> place. Then it says 138th place, other guy that's American. Don't care. And then, and then it says second like 195th. Tyler for uh, Ben King. And you're like, what? No. I, who cares? Yeah. You didn't tell me the top placed Luxembourger, Frank Schleck, 37th well, place. Huh? I, I was going to say that during the <laughs> podcast that I asked the Crosshairs guys on Twitter if the Estonian national champion was actually in uh, the race. Landline's ringing. And he wasn't. Landline's ringing. So, you know, I'm just – sorry, guys. Top place American, Logan Owen. Are we surprised? No, All not right. really. You know what's no, most impressive about this U23 men's race? Um, which I'm going to refer to as the U23 men's race because there's the U23 women's race now. Um, but in 23rd place, we had American Tobin Ortenblad, uh, who who finished 23rd using clips and straps on his bike. What? Yeah, Why? that's true. That Why is true. That? I don't know, Why? but it's true. I don't Wait, think he understands how, how clipless pedals work. He's it's amazing. It's he finished amazing. in 35th place, but nice try. Um, 23rd. I just had it okay. pulled up. What are you talking about? Cool. Uh, why do you... <laughs> why? What? Oh, little guy, you didn't listen. I don't, didn't, Spencer, I, he didn't listen to the... Uh, he didn't watch the video last week. So he doesn't even know I don't watch that shit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, let's uh, let's move along then from the race results since we did that. Can we talk about uh, the Crosshair simulcast for a little bit? Because that was awesome. I listened to Crosshairs on Saturday for the women's uh, U23 and the women's elite, and I uh, switched back to the UCI channel commentary for the men's elite uh, today. And uh, I got to say, the Crosshairs guys were maybe a little more informative uh, than the official announcers, but um, the official announcers had a lot more gusto. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there, and it's not a knock on the crosshairs, guys, but the, you know, professional announcers have this way of making boring whatever stuff just sound like epic. And I don't know how yeah. they do it. So would you say that there's room for improvement of the Crosshairs simulcast? Because I would say yes, like more music talk, um, inter- intermittent. Like I, I thought it was really well done. And they painted oh, a good picture great. on everything. Yeah. Um, when Lars Vanderhaar did that pass down the hill, oh my god, I thought that someone got murdered in their studio when they were like, doing the little <laughs> quick thing. But anyways, um, yeah. I was really excited about it. And it sounds that there was a market for it. Lots of people were into just – an English version of a radio broadcast of, you know, that you didn't need to watch it on video. You could just listen to the, listen to it on radio. It sounded like there's a couple other people that were doing that on Twitter. I saw, um, so it's it a needed thing. So good for them for uh, doing it. I'm excited about it. It was awesome. They, they crushed it. They did a great job. And, uh, like I said, I, I only saw the women's, uh, racing on Saturday with their, with their, uh, commentary, but it was, it was really good. They knew the names of everybody. They knew, you know, people I didn't recognize. They were popping them out of the, on the feed and, and pointing them out. And, you know, it was great. It was super well done. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I look forward to seeing more of it in the future. It's clearly something we need. And hey, it's awesome they could pull it off. We got a um, I mean, got a couple of uh, – uh, the, the only thing they didn't take were good Twitter questions, but they learned the lesson from the UCI. <laughs> across, so, so that I was all right. they're a little smarter than that, yeah. yeah. Um, I, when I, wait, when, so when are we going to do? Are we going to do the monuments this year? Should we do like a live? Should we do live Milan San Remo? <laughs> well, when is the Japan Cup? Well, the Japan Cup's not until October, but there's Milan San Remo, and then there's the Japan Cup. Those are the two monuments. <laughs> so I was thinking we could do like we do a spring and we do a fall. Yeah. I mean, Milan San Remo is mostly boring, so that's like four hours of us just talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it could be fun, though. We, we'd probably have a lot of listeners. Um, we did get a uh, – before we wrap up here, guys, there are a few Twitter questions I want to get to and then also a review. We got a new review on the iTunes store from Cypher09. As a cyclist that is approaching his 35th birthday, I really appreciate all the titanium bike advice in the last few episodes. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, awesome. titanium bikes awesome. are the future. Definitely want to uh, get on that while the you future. can. Cipher 09. The future and the past. That's right. Yeah. Man, um, I want to buy some of the swaps today, but I could not afford them. We got a good question from Ryan Fisher, longtime listener okay. um, from Cleveland, Ohio. He says, Hey, Slow Ride Podcast, are you supposed to wave and acknowledge to other riders on Zwift? Because that seems pretty exhausting. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, little guy, That's you may not know this. But there is a. I know what Swift is. There, I know what it no, is. No, but there's a wave feature, <laughs> like the, the, on your phone, like on your little like control, like where, because you can press a button where like you flick your elbow and someone's supposed to pull through. There is a wave yeah. feature, like you can press a button that then waves. 
man, I might have to get wait. So wait, okay. so if you flick that elbow, if they flick the elbow and they don't pull through, can you just sit up? Can you just be like, screw it, you pull through, and you guys just both kind of coast to a stop and like, so you're in your house. So it's like Zach's so tracks. You're in your house in Florida. <laughs> And Spencer's in Boston, and you're both just suddenly not riding anymore. And your significant others come in the room and be like, I thought you were doing your workout. And you're like, fucking Tim won't pull through. Fucking Spencer won't pull through. This is bullshit. And you both just kind of sit there. I flicked the elbow. You're just sitting on the side of the road. That's the perfect excuse, little guy. I don't think there's anything weird about me and Tim not riding our bikes on the trainers. And 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 then you then yeah that's really good I I was gonna ride but Tim won't pull through I'm gonna yeah. ride this so there. what I'm curious about Tim and so I haven't used Zwift uh, either but I think I'm the only one I only used it once yeah. is there is there a throw your water bottle at the guy in front of you uh, motion you can do like can I you know if the moto ref no. cuts me off can and, I nor is there a me? ghost biking like a ghost like throwing your bike feature oh, yeah. like like perfectly like some sort of mad genius. That's That'd be pretty, pretty awesome. The Wiggins. That's really good. Um, I'm just find that video and link to that on the on the notes page today because that was so good. So that was a pretty uh, pretty good question from Ryan Fisher. So wait, I would say so, Ryan, you're wait, not supposed to acknowledge all riders. Oh no! Wait, how I do you totally wait, So disagree. how do you know within Zwift? Can you tell if they're like, will a rider come by in Zwift and they're in jeans, like they're just like they're doing their commuting workout? Well, it depends on what outfit they want to wear. I have yet to see the commuter outfit, like where you can wear jeans. I, I've, you know, you can have different spandex kits. Because but... according to our rules, we sort of set out last week. I feel like at least Spencer, you came down very hard on the spandex to spandex <laughs> waving policy. Yeah, I think. I think there are thousands of people on Zwift, though. Like that would be a lot. <laughs> this is not the West Side Highway so, that Derek Lewis always tweets, tweets us about. If somebody flicks their elbow on Zwift for me to pull through. I'm going to the front, and I'm just sitting up and waving at everybody. And we'll, <laughs> we'll just see what happens. We'll see who pulls through next. You, so there's other things that you can say, too. Like, you could say, I'm toast. Or, uh, you know, like, good work uh, that your character says. While you're, I'm just uh, going to wave at everybody and say, I'm toast. Until, and I'm going to, can I pick my username to be toast? So I can yeah. just be like, I'm toast. There... Hey, guys. Hi. Hi, my name's Is... Toast. Is there like it's a pre-done awesome. commentary feature you can turn on while you're doing Zwift so that occasionally Phil Leggett says something like you're on the rivet and it mm. makes you feel really like epic and cool? No. Like, ah, this, he's bridging that gap. You know what oh we could do? Oh, my God. You know what we could do? He's going to make it. He's on the rivet. So Crosshairs yeah. owns the um, live simulcast of the, the Cyclocross World Championship uh, window, mm-hmm. right? Like they're, they're known there and they've got that. So maybe we can just start doing the live simulcasting of people's Zwift workouts. Where that the- sounds that. lucrative. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I'm this- going to be busy that day. Hey, this week was the uh, Fat Bike World Championships in Crested Butte. And judging by the, uh, the pictures, um, a lot more people went to that than the upcoming and last year's version of the USA Cycling Fat Bike National Championships. Yeah. Um, it looked very popular. It yes, it did look very is, popular. It's like guys, I think now, bear with me, but I think fat bikes might be the next big thing. Yeah, I think you're right on that. <sighs> I hate you all. <laughs> 
Um, so we got another question here from Matt Watts. He says, hey, this is a little bit of a Greenway story, but if you're ringing your bell or you're in the process of breaking and someone's coming the other way, can you wave with just your arm, like do a chicken wing? Or do you need to like fully acknowledge with a head nod? I, th- I think I think in an emergency situation, a chicken wing is fully acceptable. I don't think crashing. Well, I think is... yeah, I think you got to give both wings though. Like if you don't give both <laughs> wings, how do they know what you're doing? Maybe they just think you have an itch or something. You know, you gotta you gotta get into it and give them a maybe don't... even a head nod too, so you can go full chicken. You don't want to fall though, because then they're gonna come over and say, "What happened?" You'd be like, "I was trying to wave." Like, are you having a stroke? No, no, no. I'm just really friendly. Hey, we got a uh, we got a tweet that maybe we should discuss next week. But um, we we're talking to uh, Vodders posted about something about the uh, the best kits in the in the world tour and didn't like really because oh, yeah. there is a we're women's definitely. world tour and we should go through the women's world tour kits on next week's episode. Lydia Hassel okay. um, gave us a uh, a question about the uh, you know if you had to pick the top choice, you know what would it be and, and all of that. It's definitely going to be the Cervelo Big Low team. I um you think so? Oh dude, that Finnish national kit is pretty baller. It is pretty sweet. I uh, had a chance to buy a AG2R kit jersey today. I was going to go back at the end of the swap. I totally forgot. And I got home and I remembered it, it was really cheap and it was I'm going to regret it. Yeah, you Forever. are. It was also really small and I, and I was kind of hoping maybe early in the season I'd have like kind of a little Carlos back and door thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> I could like I could feel just like him. I could be huffing and puffing up the climbs and stuff. So we got no, a I uh, medium. I don't need it. <laughs> we got a, a tweet from Yuli Flume, who is the organizer of Grand Fondo New York, and he said, "Hey, catching up on old episodes, and I agree that Het Vogue is the opener, but don't forget about Illagulia, um, which apparently is a pretty important race in Italy." Yeah. I mean, there was some bike races this week, supposedly. Can't even pronounce it. That Greipel was winning. Old Squarejaw took a couple of victories over the weekend. Cancelero won a bike race. It doesn't my even favorite, matter anymore. My favorite mobster, mobster Brambilo, won this runaway race this week. That's pretty cool. So we're two two weeks out from the big race in Italy. And with that, I think that we're going to um, get going on the podcast here. So we'd like to thank all of our listeners. Uh, Spencer already disappeared. So, um, yeah, he just hung up. And He's with that, just, like pissed off about us talking about the road, I guess. Yeah, you know, that's what happens when you start talking about the road. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Send us an email at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod. And we'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for all of the intro and outro music. And with that, we'd like to remind you to wave all your fellow cyclists. <laughs> oh, you're so back. Good, good job. Right, right when we're doing Swift. our... And with that, wave at all the people on Zwift as well. <laughs> or just yell get off the road to them. That would be cool. Is there a get off the road function? <laughs> no. I'm going to hack the Zwift world where I'm going to be in a truck that just can roll coal. Oh. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure if you, nice. I'm pretty sure if you hold select and then you hit control alt control alt control alt select um, you get unlimited lives and you get to yeah. say whatever the slow ride podcast bikes advice and rumors straight from the source the slow ride podcast.com and on twitter at the slow ride pod